You know, in this industry, they teach you to assume that someone new is listening every single episode, right? So if you were the person who listened to me for the first time on Friday, call the last two games you just watched winnable. I sincerely apologize. And if you're back anyway, I appreciate you greatly. How stupid, right? How dumb. Let's talk about it today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, April 10th, 2023. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of being an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise, then this is the game for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the ad store. Our listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKDOWN in the game. All righty. What is up, everybody? Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Uh, I'm recording this on Easter, thus the little I'm a little dressed up today for y'all. So happy Easter to those who celebrate the holiday. Um, That uh, if you had a good weekend, it certainly wasn't because of your favorite baseball team. Um, That was that was dreadful. And again, like I, I understand that I sent you into the weekend with like, hey, these are winnable games. And the sad part is is like they they were um it, it's just that's probably the last time for a very long time that i will ever assume that games involving this baseball team are winnable cuz that was absolutely dreadful um i i don't really have any other words i guess i i should probably have half an hour ish left of words to say about it and we will talk about the games and we will break them down but Golly, what a what a start to the year. Tigers are two and seven. Uh, before the games even started on, well, this weekend's games, we didn't play on Friday because of the home opener and whatnot. Can't wait to play on Fridays again. Glad that that's going to be starting up again starting next Friday. But um, before the games even started this weekend, Austin Meadows was put on the 10-day IL due to anxiety. Uh, you know, like I... The way I end the show is not just like for fun. It's very real. I mean, the words I say, um, I, if you followed me for a while, you're aware that I am obviously very pro mental health. This is a very pro mental health show. Uh, the organization has been very publicly supportive so far, which is great to see. Um, but I, I don't have too much else to say. I hope he gets better and he gets the help he needs. Uh, and, and and he gets right, not only for the sake of this baseball team that we all love, but most importantly, for his own sake. That That's the, the priority here. So um, really unfortunate. I'm sure that it's a frustrating time for him as well. And yeah, just not much we can out really say or do besides just send best wishes and, uh, and, and offer support as the organization is doing as well. So with that move, Akil Badu, Gets the call up. Uh, so this is somebody who I thought, again, was was 
going to make the team out of camp. I, I really did. I was surprised when he didn't. Now, you know, we're seeing him eight, nine games into the season. So uh, very kind of short-lived stint in the minor leagues there, which he was crushing the baseball down in Toledo for whatever that's worth to you in the small sample size. But uh, as one lefty outfielder leaves, one uh, kind of fills the spot there. But um, yeah, he draws walls, walks a lot, as we talked about in the spring. He can run. So I'd imagine he's going to get a lot of opportunities in that leadoff spot against right-handed hitting. That, that would be my my presumed spot for him, especially if he keeps hitting the ball like he did this weekend, which was not bad. We'll talk about that. Um, yeah, uh, you know what? I, I guess we that's it. That's the, the, the pre-games stuff. So I guess now we'll address the games themselves, which were awful. Um, I mean, again, I, I, I guess I apologize for ever putting faith in this baseball team to do even the bare minimum. Uh, that that was, was, this was awful. And, and again, I, I stand by my statement. My, my statement on Friday was, was not a prediction. It was not a, we are going to win. It was, these are winnable and they were winnable, especially Sunday. Sunday's game was infuriating. Uh, well, we're going to save the best for last in that regards. But uh, Saturday's game was was awful just because we got absolutely smacked. And it was never really close, at least for eight innings. It wasn't close. Uh, so so that one got out of hand quickly. And that obviously losing by 10 runs or nine runs or whatever is always going to be incredibly upsetting. Uh, but Sunday was always like the winnable game. And it really, the my, my mindset as I made public, obviously, was going into this series was if you can even steal one of the first two, you have a really good chance of winning this series. And instead they turn around and got swept with three absolutely pitiful performances. So let's talk about them. That sounds like a fun time, don't it? Uh, I, I guess we'll start with Joey Wentz. This was the 14 to five loss on Saturday. I guess we'll start with Joey Wentz. Uh, one in two thirds, one hit, five earned runs, four walks, and zero strikeouts, one hit and one in two thirds and was not pulled due to like an injury or anything. One hit had an 11 pitch first inning and yet ended his outing with almost 50 pitches an outing that he didn't even get through the second inning in, um, there as an analyst, or at least someone who's uh, attempting to showcase as one, uh, it, it, there's, points where things are either so bad or so good that there's not very much analysis, right? This is obviously not so good that there's no analysis. So it, it's it's one of those weird times where there, there really isn't too much to say because it was that bad. Like, he won't be that bad every single time he takes the bump. We This is his second start of the year we saw in his first start this season. That and he only allowed one walk, almost went six innings, gave up three earned runs. Like, you know, was two outs away from a quality start in, in his first outing of the year. So, like, it, it, it's just one of those. I'm not calling it an outlier necessarily. He clearly has some command stuff he needs to work on, but like, he just simply could not find the strike zone. It, it was all command. And, you know, that that's not rocket science. I'm not, I'm not telling you something that if you watch the game, you, you aren't already painfully aware of when watching like he just had a complete inability to throw the ball over the plate complete inability 
So, yeah, like one of those weird outings where there's not too much to say because it was just that bad, and we are all very aware of what happened. Zero command. And after the first start, you kind of looked around, you were like, uh, if he goes six and only gives up three or less in his next start, maybe Michael Lorenzen doesn't take his spot. He takes someone else's spot. We have to have a conversation. We'll, we'll get to Michael Lorenzen at the end of the show. There's an update that suggests that he's pretty close, but um, it, it I don't know. After that start, it's looking a little more clear that it's probably still going to be Wentz, and he still has some stuff he needs to iron out. Then the ball gets handed off to Garrett Hill, who goes three and a third, two hits, three earned runs, two walks, and two strikeouts. Uh, look, it, it's, a, it's a nice thing that his velocity has moved up since moving back to the bullpen, and we highlighted that a lot in the spring. Um, but he has some serious command issues to still, worry, to still iron out, I guess, I, also to worry about. This is, again, something we talked about a lot at the end of spring training, and already have mentioned it a few times early on in the season. He gave up two homers in this outing. One was just a meatball right down the pipe. Uh, he needs to take some significant, honestly, strides in improving his command on a consistent basis, or else, to be honest with you, he, he might end up being one of the first relievers that's sent down to the minors. And, like, we, we all have to remember, we're, we're, whatever, nine games into the season, are we two and seven? Jeez. Uh, so... We're, we're not even 10 games into the year, but this is going to be a revolving door, especially when it comes to the bullpen and especially when it comes to the not everyday starter position players, right? The more utility platoon type of position players. That is going to be a constant revolving door throughout the year. And there's been several people in both of those categories that have yet to really show anything so far this season. Multiple, like a handful in both groups. Not great. Tyler Alexander then gets the ball after that. He goes three innings, six hits, four earned runs, no walks, one strikeout. Um, look, Tyler Alexander fills the strike zone. He doesn't allow walks. That's the reason that I think he made it through the offseason. It wasn't part of the casualties of the beginning of uh, of Scott Harris's tenure when he kind of let a lot of people go. Uh, but And at his best, he gives you a lot of weak contact in the zone, right? But when he's not at his best, he can get up, give up a lot of hard contact and therefore a lot of runs. And I think this game partially, partially, they kind of hung him out to dry a little bit just so that they didn't have to use any more relievers, right? They, they, I mean, clearly, we went position player in the ninth. So that they didn't want to burn through the bullpen. So they kind of just left him out there. Like the third inning was kind of ugly. But... It cannot be entirely his fault and also mean that he didn't look very sharp. Like, both can be true, and I think that that's the case here. Okay, let's keep talking about this great, grand, awesome baseball game. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at the Ultimate Baseball GM. This is the coolest game I have played in a very long time. Uh, I'm absolutely hooked. I've always thought that I could be a great Major League GM. Uh, I know a lot of you would disagree with that, but you can push yourself to the test as well because it turns out it's not all that easy. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches, the right staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, 
managing through difficult personalities, injuries, navigating your franchise through free agency, the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as you want, when you want. Okay? It is absolutely awesome. Locked On Tigers listeners are also getting a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On at the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit ProBaseballGM.com. Scan the code on the screen here if you're watching on YouTube. Or look it up in the App Store. That's probaseballgm.com. The ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Also got to tell you all about our new friends over at Rocket Money. Try it free for 30 days, right? We've all heard that a million times. Just enough time to try it and then completely forget about it. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about or don't even realize they still have. You could be wasting your money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use. Like I said, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And then you don't have to pay anymore. Just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. So stop throwing away your money, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB. One last time, rocketmoney.com slash MLB. All right, everybody, welcome back. Segment two here, Locked on Tigers. A rough weekend for your Detroit Tigers. Um, They pitched Zach McKinstry. If we really want to finish the pitching side of things in the final inning of this baseball game, he gave up two runs. We're less than 10 games into the season with a new rule to prevent position players pitching, and yet we're already back here, uh, whatever it was, eight games into the season. You gave up more runs than hits. It was just a walk parade, and you had pretty much zero competitive pitching at any point other than the first inning in this baseball game. Like, I I feel confident saying that. Uh, It was just uncompetitive at-bat after uncompetitive at-bat, walk after walk, missing the strike zone, full count after full count. Just a, a dreadful game on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Offensively, They've had worse offensive games. Uh, this is, you know, the first time through the lineup was was terrible and pretty insanely uncompetitive, but better at bats as the game went along. I thought uh, the biggest thing that we'll talk about in this game and on Sunday's game, more so probably on Sundays, was and honestly probably a hundred other times this season. This team has just been beyond unclutch so far this season. The Red Sox had three errors in this ball game. You had one unearned run. Like, just no ability to take advantage of mistakes, no ability to take advantage of walks, no ability to take advantage of runners in scoring position. We've already talked about this, like, three times, and we're eight games into the season. Like, they they just don't have any ability to have, like, clutch or timely hitting or string together competitive at-bats one after another. Just uh, uh, really not good on either side of the ball, but... Like, 10 base runners in five runs shouldn't be, like, some 
death sentence. It just was because the pitching was awful. This was a disaster, and it shouldn't have been. Uh, as I've said a few times, I think the Red Sox are a decent team, and they will be playing meaningful baseball relatively deep into the season. Uh, but they're not world beaters, and they were coming off a sweep at home to the Pittsburgh Pirates, and you got absolutely embarrassed in your home opener against them. Just inexcusable stuff. Let's talk about Sunday. This one is going to make me more upset and honest, like significantly more upset. Um, like Tanner Houck, for everything we've said and, and his first start of the season didn't go very well, is a is a pretty good pitcher with like a pretty solid career under his belt so far. Is looks like he's finally going to get the ability to to be a starter deeper into the year, um, and and is not. You still probably should have scored some runs off him, but is not some you know dreadful pitcher they're throwing on the mound um this game you clearly had the pitching advantage and like I, I we just lost four to one you did like I don't care that we lost four to one you objectively did like Cutter Crawford with all due respect had like a 6-3 career ERA coming into this game and is like a negative career war like <laughs> Matt Boyd was like is is a dude that has gotten all star votes and like when healthy is like a like a sub four barely ERA pitcher or even it when whatever second half of the season he blows up oh he's not that good whatever still better than a six three career ERA guy with a negative career war like you 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 should have won this baseball game at home you you should have won there is little to no excuse to losing this ball game, but the offense just laid an absolute egg in theme with the holiday, I guess. Happy Easter. Golly. Uh, I, I guess we'll start with the pitching advantage you should have had again, uh, Matt Boyd, four and two thirds, five hits, two earned runs, four walks and four strikeouts, 75 pitches in four and two thirds. That's two outings now where he has not been very efficient Brutal command uh, in, in this one for, as a team, the second day in a row. But for Boyd, again, the second outing in a row. One of the reasons I talked about bringing back Boyd in not this insanely negative light was because he brought pretty solid walk-against numbers throughout his career with him. And I thought that that was kind of addressing the dominate the strike something, which we'll talk about later. Um, and so far this season... Again, two starts under his belt, but so far, walking a lot of guys. So, not great. Need, need to tighten that up, and, and amongst a ton of other things. We have much larger fish to fry in a, on a macro sense, but if we're just breaking down Boyd specifically, need, needs to cut down the walks and be much more efficient. Because when he's on, I mean, he struck out the side in the first inning, really was the only pitcher this entire series to make Rafi Devers look like a human being. Like he, he showed when, when his command was on that he can still be a good pitcher, but I mean, four walks and four and two thirds and almost 80 pitches in the same amount of innings is not great. Jason Foley, one and a third, no hits, no runs, two strikeouts, really solid outing. Probably was, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable in saying the only pitcher, the only person to take the bump in maybe the uh, Trey Winginter had a pretty good Sunday. So I'm not going to go that far, but uh, I, I think Jason Foley was one of the very few highlights of this weekend pitching wise. The sinker looked great. Uh, I think he's going to be the first out of the pen for the foreseeable future. Uh, I mean, it's certainly, I, again, I don't think it's going to be Jose Cisnero anytime soon. 
And if it is, then that's a much different conversation. Um, but uh, honestly, unless everyone else is just terrible, which like doesn't seem completely out of the question nine games into the year, uh, then and, and like Foley has to just like become the closer, then I think he's going to be the first out of the pen guy. Just that ability to to like you feel relatively well, you feel more comfortable putting him out there than anyone else with inherited runners on because of his ability to get ground balls. I think is going to take him a long way. So. Uh, still, still a Jason Foley fan, and and dating back to last season, and uh, still am hoping that he can be a bright spot in a bullpen that has not had very many bright spots so far this season. Um, okay, let's get to the rest of the pitching performances on Sunday, and then we will break down the dreadful offensive performance that was Easter Sunday for the Detroit Tigers. But first, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at So Rare. This is one of our new sponsors. It's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience. You can collect, buy, sell, and compete with your cards against global competition to win epic rewards, win or lose. You still own the cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance. You can collect increasingly powerful cards and access next-level competition with rewards. There's no... There's so rare... Sorry. So rare completely is now partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez. Really fun. It's spreading very quickly. It's really, really fascinating. That's how I keep describing it, but that's kind of how the, the only way I can it's it's totally new and uh, to me but is really really intriguing um so you can head to so rare.com slash locked on that's s-o-r-a-r-e.com to draft your team of free player cards set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards again that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment, Locked on Tigers. Um, Recapping this very, very not enjoyable weekend for your baseball team, unfortunately. Alex Lang pitched in this one after Jason Foley, just getting right back into it. Um, One inning, one hit, one walk, one run. Honestly, I really haven't been impressed with Alex Lang so far this season, which is sad because I was really excited for him and him and Foley were really the only two relievers that I had was super optimistic about going into the season. Um, I need to see way better command. Like it just, we we talked about it a lot and how he had command issues. And when he's on, there, there are a few players better, but he has not been on or has not had good enough consistency so far in his two or three outings this season to inject a lot of hope that he's going to be able to do that consistently. So need to see that need to see some, some consistency as far as command goes for him. Trey Wigginter pitched in this game, one inning, one strikeout, no hits, walks or runs stuff was solid. Command was good enough. That's what it's going to continue to be with him. If uh, the stuff will play, it's just a matter of, how good his command is as well. And so far, it's it's been pretty hit or miss. We've had some really good ones. We've had some not so good ones. Uh, Chasen Shreve had two strikeouts and a home run in one inning pitch. It was a solid outing if you remove the one bad pitch. Unfortunately, he did have one really, really bad pitch to Tristan Cassis, who took him about 900 feet. So uh, 
yeah, not, not too much to add there. Just one mistake, and it was taken advantage of. Let's get to this offense, shall we? This is a fun conversation. It was dreadful, embarrassing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you had 10 base runners in this game. Did you realize that as a, as a watcher, as a viewer? They had 10 base runners. 10 isn't, like, awful. But there's two things that this team has yet to prove it has on it. Okay, we've talked about this before, like literally three or four days ago. One is any remote power, and two is any remote clutch hitting. If you had a if you had consistent power threats, even a couple, even one, throughout your lineup, you could rely on those power threats to score runs with one swing, right? That's the whole point. And that's really how a lot of teams form their lineups in the game of baseball today. If you don't have that, but you have a team full of hitters who take really good at bats, try to keep the line moving, manufacture runs, right? The Marlins this year, the Royals, In if you're looking at teams past, right? This season, the Tigers have very apparently had a neither. And when you look at the two games they did win, what happened? They either hit multiple home runs or they had really timely hitting. It's not rocket science. I, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir. I'm, I'm sounding probably very like Captain Obviously, but it, it's really wild to just like have neither of those things to any extent or capacity. So they had 10 base runners, only two extra base hits, and they were doubles. You only scored on a play in the first inning or due to a play in the first inning that like probably should have been ruled an error. That was uh that Javi Baez infield single was a, Hey, we're paying him over 20 mil a year. Maybe count that as a single. Just it, it, it's the same song and dance as earlier. It, it's the same song and dance as, as a couple of games ago and the same as last season. You have zero clutch hitting, and you have zero power threats. It was highlighted in the ninth inning of this ballgame. You had bases loaded, one out. The tying run was at the plate with one out. And you scored zero runs. If there are any individual performances offensively throughout the weekend, um, Akil Badu was off to a pretty nice start. Uh, this team desperately is going to need that. He'll provide some speed on the base paths as well. Um, and now on Miguel Cabrera off days as well, like, like against righties, you can kind of put him and Carpenter in the lineup at the same time. So kind of that thing we were talking about in the spring that is going to be hard to really justify. Now you, you have the ability to do. So there's that, I guess. But um, even with, like, uh, apparently it's just impossible to have only good things to say about anything involving this team lately. Because, like, even with that, like, that that at-bat in the ninth inning, like, Badu was the final out in that at-bat on Sunday with bases loaded, two outs in the ninth. Like, not that McKinstry's at-bat was better. That was a can of corn to the outfield. that didn't even score Torkelson from third. But, like, Badu's at-bat in the ninth, was that was brutal. Torque had a decent weekend, I guess. Speaking of, like if, uh, I mean, relatively speaking, like I'm, I'm not, it wasn't a world beater or anything, but you had the only RBI on Sunday. You had another RBI over the weekend. He went over, but had a sack fly. 
had a hard hit ball on the RBI on Sunday. That was that was almost 100 miles an hour, I guess. I don't know. Like, all in all, this was awful. I, I, I made this analogy before, but this team really is at a point where every single fan has the right to just ask to be proven wrong about pretty much anything positive. Like skepticism is not only warranted, but it's 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 completely justified. A lot of baseball is left to play this year. So we'll see, like we'll see what happens in a bigger sample size, right? We've played nine games. We we have yet to even reach the 10 game mark. We'll see. But so far, it looks a lot similar to last year, except for the bullpen, who which has gotten worse. If you were to make a list, okay, if you were to make a list of every single thing that needed to be different from last year to even just improve by a little bit, right? Like my 74 win mark to even obtain that from last year, not even be like a good team (laughs) to just improve to a, to a low seventies win total and maybe go on some runs at some point. You want to make a list of everything that needed to be different from last year to even obtain that. You might be batting over so far this season. Very little is is apparently different so far. Again, a lot of baseball left to play. We'll see. I'll certainly be here through all of it. You certainly do not need to be here through all of it. You do not need to subject yourself to 150 whatever math, three more games of this. But I will be. And if you'd like to go along for the ride of the rest of the season to see if anything changes, I will gladly hold the door open for you. But golly, I, I just, it's its very understandable. I made this analogy a couple of days ago too, but it's just super understandable to just cross your arms and just say, this is awful. Prove me wrong, Detroit Tigers. That's makes complete sense to me. And, and as I said, going into the series, the, the, it might get only harder from here on out as far as April goes. Like, now you go to Toronto. Then you play San Francisco, Cleveland, Baltimore, Milwaukee, Baltimore. There's a legitimate argument all of those teams are better than the Boston Red Sox. And I think objectively, all of them, except, like Baltimore is the only question. Like, objectively, four of the five are. Three of the four. Five series, four teams. That's your April. Cool. That was super positive. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Uh, for your next listen, check on the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Lockdown Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every single day. All right, everybody. Um, rough one. Rough one. And now you had to, like I said, you had to Toronto. Toronto's better than Boston. Uh, and you face, like, all of Toronto's best pitchers as well. So, buckle up. Uh, let's head north. Let's try and, and steal some games. We did in Houston. Let's try and do that again. That was fun baseball for two days. We got two, we had 48 hours of sunshine. Then right back to it. All right. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. As always, I hope everyone had a great 
weekend and had a great holiday if you celebrate um peace and love going to therapy's dope as always and uh i'll catch you all tomorrow baby go tigers